together some of our favorite picks to share with you as we count down to this year's Christmas. We hope you get a chance to taste some of these great bourbons as you enjoy this holiday season. Bourbon on. All right, guys. Um, so tonight we're going to look ahead to Christmas and holiday gifts for the friends who enjoy bourbon, a starter bourbon for someone who may be interested in trying, and considering bourbon as a gift for a co-worker. So, um, while we're talking gift ideas, uh, we've added some pretty new shirts to bourbonon.com. Uh, we all think they're pretty clever, but uh, you be the judge of that, so go out and take a look. Yeah. But, uh, all right, we're two for two, so Kurt, don't screw us up. Two for two. Okay. Yeah, no. Well, listen, we're not, we're not going far from the family tree on this one. So, <clears throat> so I bought um, Maker's Mark. Uh, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. And as you know, it's in a little bottle. And the reason I bought the little bottle, not because it was less expensive, but um, because it, I bought it more so for somebody as an introduction to bourbon. So if you think about mm. gifting somebody something that you don't know if they drink bourbon, or you do know that they don't, but you want to introduce it to them, it's a smaller, it's not as intimidating, but also if they don't like it, it's not as much of a waste on their end. Is so, that a 375 milliliter? Um, I believe, yes, it is. Okay. Yep. So, um, but it still has the same presentation as the large bottle, yep. all the key characteristics of a maker's mark, which is the red wax. Um, so anyway, I that's why I selected this one. This ran probably about 17 bucks. Okay. Um, so, you know, fair price, I think, for the smaller bottle, but um, in any event. So maker's mark, I know we talked about the 46. Um, I can't remember if it was last time or the time before. Um, or did we not talk about four? That was the one you brought back from South Carolina, right? Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. That was the RC6. RC6. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So then we haven't done Maker's Mark 46 yet. Mm, okay. Not yet. Well, in any event, moving on. Don't um, you listen? <laughs> <laughs> so um, Maker's Mark was started, actually they started distilling Maker's Mark in 1954. So... Um, Similar to others that we've talked about, they have gone through so many different acquisitions and sells and buys and so forth, which included <clears throat> which included getting to the Beam family, which now is owned by Beam Centauri. So same family, kind of same distillery. Sure. Um, so as of 14, they actually were owned by Centauri Holdings. Um, so... Um, you know, that's pretty much kind of the rough history. Um, but here's kind of the interesting thing about this one. Um, so Derek, to your point, um, you don't like rye. So Maker's Mark is actually unusual in that there is no rye used as part of the mash bill. None? There is zero rye in the mash bill. And um, so instead, what they use is a winter wheat, which is about 16%, along with 70% corn, and then 14% malted barley. So we pretty much have two different, well, we have a wheat, a corn, and a barley. And um, what is interesting about this is that he had a bunch of different um, mash bills that he wanted to explore, but he couldn't afford to actually distill all of them to see which would actually work better. So what he did is he, he baked 
seven loaves of bread, each with a different mash bill, and use that as a means by which to create, like, to test the taste. And from that, he actually made the decision on what which mash bill he was going to use. So, That's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> so crazy, but smart. And you're going to take a picture of me reading from the document. Um, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. So um, he looked at a bunch of different recipes. And then from there, um, so Maker's Mark is aged for about six years. I think that's equal for all of their different um, their different bourbons that they make. Um, and they're also one of the few distillers that actually rotate the barrels from the upper to the lower levels in the warehouses. And what that does is it varies the temperature. So at, if, if you think about when you look at where the barrels are stored, if you go into uh, a distillery, um, the upper and lower levels have different temperature variances, et cetera. And that actually the rotating of the barrels ensures that the bourbon in all the barrels has the same quality and same taste. So if you had, if you kept the barrels up high, and you kept the other ones down low, the taste actually would vary depending on um, temperature, temperature and so forth. Or... So they rotate their barrels, okay. which I thought was kind of interesting. The other thing they talk about is small batch. So do any of you guys know what small batch actually means? I don't I'm know. I'm not going to draw an answer at this now. point. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I ask because I always see that. And I no. like, is this the quiz part? No, no, no. Well, we're oh. getting to the quiz part. But oh. no, I just found this interesting, right? We we read these things, but we don't necessarily think about it. In small batch, you think about small production, which that is that is part of it. Or um, a wee little bottle. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so most producers will say small batch, but they don't necessarily clarify what they mean by that. And um, so to Maker's Mark... It's a definition where the bourbon is produced and distilled in small quantities of approximately 1,000 gallons or less, equal to about 20 barrels, from a mash bill of around 200 bushels of grain. So they actually define what they actually consider a small batch. So um, so you're saying it's a small batch from ingredient, too, that's like a it, very yeah. limited, limited grain. Yep. Limited and gallons limited and limited grains. So yeah. So if you think of the quantity of the barrels and also the quantity of the the what it's composed of. So right. um, what's more interesting is that the logo, all the branding, the name, <clears throat> and the wax seal was actually created by Margie Samuels, who was the wife um, of T. William Samuels. So, and it was introduced in 1959, of course, after a number of years uh, of distilling. Uh, they started distilling in 1954. Um, here's the test or the quiz. I'm ready. So, blue. What is different? <laughs> what is different about the name on the bottle? So if you guys want to pass that around. The font is smaller than the big it's, bottle. It has nothing to do with the font. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but Kurt, to be clear, that answer is correct. I know the... It is correct. You know yeah. I know the answer, Kurt. Do you want me to bust your bubble? Yeah, bust you? my bubble. Uh, how do you spell whiskey in America versus... Scotland? Yes. That's right. So they are one of three bourbon producers that spell whiskey in the Scottish form versus the American whiskey form, which is with an E. Oh, I thought they were the only one. There's two others. There's two others. Oh, um, George Dickel and Old Forrester, <laughs> which we've had Old Forrester. We've had Old Forrester, yeah. statesman. Yeah. Okay. While we're playing trivia, do you guys know how much a whiskey barrel weighs full? A lot. Approximately. A lot. That is true. Ding, ding, ding. See, the second question I've gotten correct. I'm going to go 436 pounds. Kurt, You went on kilos? 
Having just been to distilleries, I should probably know the answer to this question. Yeah. Um, oh, 437 pounds. <laughs> Playing that game now? Bob Barker. 5'10". 5'10". Very close. Uh, I think it's about 5'25". Yep. Okay. You think or you know? Damn. I read it on the internet. <laughs> Facebook says. That's right. From all of us bourbon boys, we want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Bourbon on.